Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. New on Curiosity Stream. Get ready for the best of the best with our 100 Days of Curiosity, featuring fan favorite titles like Light on Earth with Sir David Attenborough. Join me on a journey like no other. Stephen Hawking's favorite places. It's a crazy world out there. The history of home with Nick Offerman. Not my home, just homes. Other people's homes. And many more. It's 100 Days of Curiosity. And for a limited time, get 40% off our annual plan. That's just a dollar a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Are you a mom looking for community, network, and more resources to support your child through the DQ journey? Well, look no further. I am happy to announce that I have two group coaching programs available for you. One is for the mom who is ready to level up in six weeks with an intensive course that provides you with six modules on ridding the mom guilt, decoding dyslexia, the special education process, structured literacy, comorbid disabilities, and dyslexia and adulthood. And there are several courses, quizzes, resources, and other group coaching interviews with moms that you can glean insight from. So if you're interested in that, I want you to find the link in the show notes to apply for this program. The other program is for the moms who, of course, still want that community and support, but this is more at your own pace. This is a three-month group coaching program with five modules. The first module is all about setting goals and your intention. Where are we going and where do we want to be? The second module sets you up for success to be a confident mom or a dyslexia mom boss. The third module focuses on understanding the dyslexia journey. Now, I say dyslexia, but I do delve into the other D-cubes. And the fourth module, of course, we can't leave this one out, focuses on the special education process because that is definitely something that we need to delve into and feel very confident and knowledgeable about. And the final module is bonus lessons, interviews, and other resources. So if this is something that really excites you or even piques your interest, be sure to apply using the link in the show notes. And I look forward to seeing you there. Hello and welcome to the Dyslexia Mom Boss Podcast, the show that helps you not only feel empowered and knowledgeable, but confident and a boss mom in the dyslexia journey. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren. All right, hello and welcome back, Dyslexia Mom Boss family. This is part three of the dyslexia series. Today we are going to delve into five accommodations to use for your dyslexic student. So this is a part one of the series. Now this is actually an Instagram post of mine but I wanted to make it into a conversation. So these are accommodations, five accommodations for introducing new concepts. 
Now, this episode is dropping in September, so some of us are already have already been back at school and some of us are just beginning school at the time that this episode is being dropped. Um, so it's really important to understand how to introduce new concepts to our language-based learning difference students. So the first accommodation is to pre-teach vocabulary and new concepts. So what does this mean? Um, you're like pre-teaching. What do you mean? Well, I got to teach. Well, you can pre-teach by doing it before the lesson, if that makes sense. So I'm going to use an example. When I used to co-teach English language arts and we would uh, gear up for the Shakespeare unit, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I was very concerned my first year when I co-taught this class because I knew the profile of my students on my caseload and also the other unidentified students, I was very concerned, like, how are we going to convey this text to these struggling uh, readers and writers and also these kids that really have some expressive and receptive language? And so what we what my co-teacher did and he had all of these systems put in place before we were co-teaching and you know it just made it a smoother transition for when we were a team but he would actually pre-teach about who Shakespeare was giving context as to when he was around you know he's not writing text now I mean he was around 400 plus years ago so we did the pre-teaching of who he was we talked about some of the vocabulary we would be hearing and what it means and how Shakespeare coined a lot of idioms and what do idioms mean so we did a lot of pre-teaching that required um you know that getting that information within that working memory to store it so then when we later on came back to the Elizabethan era they weren't clueless and glazed over like what are you talking about so we spent a good week pre-teaching before we even really started talking about the text we were reading which was Romeo and Juliet so pre-teaching and the vocabulary concepts is really critical for our language-based learning different students and also give them a place to house this so whether it's like on a jam board or whether it's um you know in a google doc or something that you literally are creating in class by hand something that they can go back and reference because if they have that it will make it easier to retrieve that information when you're actually in that unit or discussing whatever that concept or topic is the second accommodation is to provide typed notes or an outline of the lesson to help with taking notes now, a lot of these stories I give are at the secondary level because my experiences when I taught elementary school was not in the traditional public school setting. I was in specialized private schools. So I was around other professionals who already understood this um you know, unique brain and how and what was necessary. And so I really didn't need to discuss differentiation or accommodations for my students because all of the professionals that I worked with already knew, you know, what to do or we would bounce ideas off of each other. So I preface that by saying that if you have a child who's in primary school and you're like, gosh, she just keeps giving like these middle school examples, that's why. And I just want you to know that. But I still feel like they're valuable because our kids grow up. So your kids are eventually going to middle school. So you need to have, you know, these resources and little nuggets and stories to, you know, refer back to. So when I was 
co-teaching math, I remember I had some students that really, really struggled with, um, and this isn't even just math, but I'm just thinking of math. Math is very fast paced. There's a lot of taking notes. There's a lot of jotting numbers from the board in your notes and looking up and looking down and looking up and looking down. And boy, that is a headache. If you have a child that has some fine motor skills with handwriting, and then you have a child who has a language deficit with receiving language, and then let's just tack on they have dyscalculia and dysgraphia as well. Oh my goodness. You not providing them notes puts them at a severe deficit because what you're doing as an educator is you are assuming that they know how to not only take notes, but listen to the information and also solve whatever problem you're asking them to or answer whatever question you're asking of them. Those are several skills in one. And so if the objective is, I want you to understand how to solve this multi-step equation, we'll then provide the notes and have the kid have the notes in front of them and look at the board. And they're going to have to just keep repeating whatever the directions were in their notes because repetition is a part, is the name of the game. But providing notes is really a game changer. And it also like, you know, going back to those comorbid disabilities, it also lowers the anxiety. As kids get older, they look around at their peers and they can see what, what they're inept in. They already can see, oh, my friends are, are taking notes and I'm just sitting here. Now, another thing to discuss as well, and I, I definitely had these struggles as an eighth grade case manager, is at that point, kids know that they're different and they don't want accommodations. And that's where you, as a boss mom, need to start having those conversations with your child early. You can talk about it as, hey, well, you know, I need glasses to see better. And if I don't wear my glasses, then, you know, we might get in a car accident or so-and-so needs this to help them with that. You know, you can look at it as a positive, not like you're being ostracized. So that was like a story within a story for accommodation number two, providing notes. Accommodation number three, provide project dates in advance to allow planning and processing time. Now, this is a huge one, huge, 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 huge one. And I would even take this a step further and chunk the information. So I think big picture is huge. So let's just say you have a, um, nowadays I think kids aren't really using the hand planners. I know when I was in middle school, you know, back in the day, um, I used to use the actual hand planner. I keep saying hand planner, but I know you guys know what I'm talking about. The agenda books. Some kids are fine with it. Some kids are like, I don't even know what that is. From my experience, this population of students don't even touch it. So you might want to find what works for them. Maybe it's a Google calendar. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, something virtual on their phone, you know, the iCal or whatever it is on an Android. But what you want to do is you want to give them high level. So let's just say you have a huge social studies project that's due at the end of October and today is, I don't know, September 1st. Well, you want to say that the due date is 1031. And then you want to say, okay, well, I'm going to give you weekly goals of things that I need for you to turn in. So by the end of the first week of September, I just need your ideas. By the second week of September, I need three uh, research points supporting these ideas, whatever it is. You want to give this in advance and 
teachers, you want to provide, you want to make sure parents are on board too. The worst thing is you're not chunking and providing these dates in advance and then the student's confused, you're irritated, and the parents have no idea what's going on. I've seen it happen way too many times. So do yourself, you know, a favor. You will, you know, you'll thank yourself later, teachers, and just know your learner and know how you should be accommodating and chunking this information for them. Because if you really think about it, I mean, we as adults, you know, we have different work schedules and projects that we're working on. But if we if we don't chunk it, we get anxious, overwhelmed, might take it out on the dog, might take it out on the family. Like, what's the point? Let's just like, let's just work smarter, not harder. Right. All right, the fourth accommodation is provide a glossary of content-related terms in a way that makes sense to the student. So I'm going to give you a quick little story. We love stories, right? So when I was in high school, I am um, not a math and science person. Actually, I shouldn't say that. That's not that's not positive. I put out affirmations, so I should be, you know, from a strengths-based approach. Reading and writing are more of my strength. Math and science are are areas I need to constantly work at so there we go I just reframed that um but anyway when I was in high school I took art science not a fan took biology really not a fan and then I had to take chemistry which my gosh Miss Sankey if you're ever listening to my podcast you were amazing I could not stand chemistry but because your love for chemistry was so deep and great and she was doing the most to get me to understand chemistry I have a lot of respect for her I really do but I still don't like chemistry (laughs) but what I remember was my 11th my 12th grade physics teacher I uh, really struggled in physics until she related it to track and so if you all remember my first episode I um, told you that I'm very goal-oriented I work backwards and a lot of it was because I was a division one athlete I ran a track full scholarship at Syracuse University back in the day. I keep saying back in the day. Some of you might be rolling your eyes like, oh, she looks young. Well, thank you. It's the facials. But anyway, so I ran track and um, she related everything to track in terms of physics. And it made a lot of sense to me. And so what I want you to think about teachers and parents listening to this is provide a glossary of content related terms. So, um, Get the buy-in from your student. If they love football, then talk about football stats. Whatever it is you're doing, I don't know, relate it to that. If they're obsessed with cars, find something to relate to that concept. It's going to take a little bit more work, but once that system is put in place, you can get a greater understanding of where to meet the needs of that learner. All right, we're coming up on the fifth and final accommodation. Use visual or audio support to help understand Um, written materials in the lesson so this could be you know everything these days is digital so let's just say you have um, courses on your LMS you know as a teacher canvas uh, whatever platform you're using and maybe you have some courses to support your in-class learning or asynchronous learning or whatever make sure that there's recordings make sure there's something that kids can actually see as a visual I know that I've worked with teachers where they would read chapters in a book so then the kids that wanted to hear it that was a support for them that they could go back and re-listen to so today we delved into five accommodations to help with 
introducing new concepts. The first one is pre-teach vocabulary and new concepts. The second one is provide type notes or outlines. This is a game changer for our students. Please, please, please know that they are not cheating or whatever your misconception might be of giving students notes. This is an accommodation. Provide project dates in in advance and allow planning time. Remember, we got a chunk. We got to zoom out and look at the big picture. When is the project due? And let's just take it in small bites. Accommodation number four, provide a glossary of content-related terms in a way that makes sense to the student. Make it relatable and make it something that they can actually like stick in their long-term memory. And the fifth and final accommodation is use visual and audio supports to help your students thrive. So tomorrow, we are going to delve into part two of the accommodations, which is going to be focused on giving directions. So I hope you're enjoying these mini series. Um, Let me know in the comments. Give me a like, subscribe, download. uh, Give me some feedback. What uh, resonates with you? Um, You know, this podcast exists because of you, and I'm so grateful for you all to be in this space. So I will see you all next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Want to get seven streaming services for the price of one? Sign up for a smart bundle that'll stimulate your brain. Featuring Curiosity Stream with the best documentary films and TV shows, Nebula for thought-provoking content from your favorite creators, and One Day University with the best lectures from the country's top professors, and so much more. It's perfect for families with all kinds of interests and great content for kids. It also makes a perfect holiday gift. Now at 40% off, get all seven services for only $3.50 a month. Sign up now at SmartBundle.com.